We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into another edition of the Mason Brooks Show presented by The Rogue. I'm Neil McCready. That is Ole Miss offensive lineman Mason Brooks. Back from uh, the open date, the Rebels still ranked 11th. I just We're taping this on Sunday midday, and I just saw the uh, latest parts of the latest AP poll. The 11th ranked Rebels will entertain number 10 Alabama on uh, Saturday, 2.30 on CBS. Uh, Alabama, of course, loses a 32-31 to uh, dramatic game in Baton Rouge last uh, Saturday night, I should say. You guys are listening to this on Monday, Saturday night. In Baton Rouge, crazy game. We'll talk to Mason about that and a lot of other things as well. First, I want to tell you that we're brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and uh, so many other brands. Um, The Rogue's been delivering fine men's clothing for more than 55 years. Their classic style, their attention to detail, their commitment to excellent service continues to make The Rogue a special place to stop, to shop and stop. Visit them at 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. You can also uh, check them out uh, at, uh, you can send them an email at info at therogue.com. Mason, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm good. Uh, How was your, how was your, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, when's the last time you heard 10th-ranked uh, Alabama plays 11th-ranked Ole Miss? It's kind of weird coming out of your mouth, isn't it? You know, it's really weird. I was thinking about that exact thing as I was stumbling through uh, the ad read. I was like, when was the last time Alabama was ranked double digits? I mean, it's been forever. Do, do the math on that. Do, do some do some research. Get back to me. You hear Give a, me some homework. You want to hear a crazy stat? Talk so to me. In the last... I think it's 15 years, but I could be off a year. For the people out there who are sticklers for this stuff, God bless you. Just, just <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Alabama has played three football games in the regular season that where they were basically eliminated from the national championship hunt. Three. This That's year, crazy. this year, years. They're going to double that here this season because right. they, you right. know, realistically they're not competing for the national championship. Um, right. it, it's just, it's remarkable. Sure. Uh, I mean, it, it is, it is, it is remarkable that that's, that's the level of consistency that program has had. It has been the, the standard bearer for the longest time to the point that still when they lose a game, even in a year like this one, when 
they're more mortal than they normally are. When you watch them lose, right. them, you're like, son of a bitch, they lost. Like, I, all right. That's me- how I, last night at LSU, I was like, just like in awe. I was like, damn, man. Like, excuse my language. But I was just oh. like, dude, like, I was literally just like sitting there with like a gaped mouth, just like, wow. Like, and I was telling people, I was telling people all week, I said, man, this, this team in Baton Rouge, uh, you know, credit to them. Um, as much as I, you know, don't like the Tigers, man, they, they got a good squad and that quarterback's good. And, um, they got, they got a good D line. And I don't know, man, it's, it, I knew it was going to be a toss up. I didn't think it would be that much of a toss up, but I knew it was going to be a toss up. And, uh, well, that they, they linebacker Perkins, the same kid that gave you guys Harold Perkins. Harold, Perkins. he was committed. To, he was committed to Texas A&M. That kid is legit. Like mark my word. I don't know. If we talked about it the other week. That kid is the real deal. And I don't. I'm just gonna sit here and just gas other people up. But but that kid is talented, and he was talented in Texas. And I remember seeing him in Texas and seeing he was going to Texas A&M. Uh, part of that, you know, that that hefty class that they had. You know, you know what Kiffin had to say about all that, but. Um, we don't ended up flipping LSU and, and, and he hit his stride. I think, you know, he's hit his stride as the years gone on, but I think they found a star in number 40. So yeah, you don't have to gas him up. I mean, you can just watch the, you can watch the games on TV and go, okay, well, they can't block him and they can't block him. And he's just so disruptive. He gave, he gave so Alabama, disruptive, gave Alabama absolute fits. fits. Let me get your thoughts on this because I was watching the game. I'm sure you were watching the game with your people too. I was watching the game with, uh, my son and my wife's coming in and out because she's like, Alabama's going to win. You already know how this is going to end. Alabama's going to win. And and she's like, you know, when it went to overtime, she goes, well, I'm, I'm going to take my bath because I know what's going to happen. I'm like, well, hold up because you never know. And she's like, oh, no, I, I know it's going to happen. I'm like, oh, I get it. I get why you feel that way. And then, of course, Alabama scores. They kick the extra point. And before you can even blink, LSU's in the end zone. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, Oh, so bitch, they're gonna go for two. I couldn't believe it. What did, what was your thought when they went for two? And and as a player, do you are you like, hey, let's let's go take this thing, or are you like, man, this is real risky to put the game on the line right here when we don't have to? I don't understand why Bama went for two. Do you remember when Bama went for two? Like a couple of drives prior? Well, they went for two. Like I understand like lo- logistically to put to put it right. Yeah. At once, but if they just kick, if they had just kicked it, it, it wouldn't. I mean, you know, I know it's hindsight, coaching hindsight, whatever. But no, when they went for two, I was like, oh, like th- this is why, like why on earth are they going for? And like he was freaking out, like they were trying to get the box set. But as soon as they brought the tight, that freshman tight end in motion against the odd stacked back, I mean, the, against the odd stacked box, and they didn't fully rotate. They didn't fully rotate to begin with. They had too many guys in the field, so they brought him off, and then Toto was trying to get everyone set. And as soon as they brought him in motion, that's the same play that they ran against us. It might have been us. I can't remember, but we've had that play run against us this season where they bring the tight end against the unbalanced set and they just slide him out and they basically just set a pick with a receiver right there. As soon as they brought him in motion, I said, it's going to tight end, it's going to tight end. And then as soon as he flushed out of the pocket, I was like, tight end, like this is this is over. If he catches this, it's over. And he caught it. And I was like, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. It was, yeah. uh, it was crazy. So. Jaden Daniels, credit to him. Um, I mean, it was a hell of a throw. and. That's Jason Taylor's kid who's got some athleticism in his blood. Yeah. No, that kid's that kid's a great player. They so, got they got good guys, man. They yeah, got good guys. Talented. Okay, so it this sounds crazy. I'm curious with you guys as uh, coming out of an open date, this game was a couple of weeks ago had so much juice attached to it. It still does, but it's different now because you know, I think there was this assumption that Alabama would beat LSU. 
and that you guys right. have a shot to control your own destiny in the SEC West, you know, beat LSU, and then uh, you take care of business the rest of the way, and you go to Atlanta, that's not the case anymore because now you need either Arkansas or Texas A&M to help you with LSU, and that's assuming that you guys take care of business. But does that take any of the juice out of this game, or is it still Alabama and you go for it? Not for us. I mean, if you look at it, it's the outcome of the game is frustrating. You know, you could say whatever, but it doesn't change what we have to do. I mean, we have to win out whether Alabama wins by 100 or whether LSU beats them by 100. I mean, it doesn't really change what we as a team have to do, and that's what Lane preaches and has preached all year. Um, you know, the whole notion of controlling your destiny is kind of a frustrating one because you don't know week in and week out what's going to happen. Like, Tennessee gets stomped now and, you know, didn't see that coming or maybe you did. Or, But all you can really control is your schedule and how you play your games. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, a frustrating one for us in Baton Rouge. But – um, you know, still very much <laughs> just focus on winning, you know, the next game. And that's been the motto all year is uh, this game's the most important game because it's the next one on the schedule. Um, you know, whether it's Troy or Central Arkansas or, you know, UK or, or Bama. And I think, uh, you know, the implications that this game has, you know, for Lane, obviously, and for a lot of these people coming from there, um, you know, Thornton was there and, you know, a lot of these guys, um, you know, have just mixed feelings. This is a very intense game for them. And then obviously, you know, the, the pedigree that Alabama brings, especially coming into here. You know, I think a lot of the guys, you know, were excited for game day or whatever, you know, maybe come here, but we don't really care. I mean, at the end of the day, like this team and for the fans that have watched this team and watched us play this year, this is a gritty team um, made of a bunch of guys, you know, from different places um, that just want to, you know, kick tail. And so I think that, uh, you know, the same, you know, mantra that, you know, we we are you know the gritty you know gritty sort of team the SEC West um, you know kind of reigns true so um, I think the guys are pumped so what'd you do in the open date what did you guys do did you how, did you get some time off and what'd you do <clears throat> yeah you know I haven't got a weekend in Oxford in the fall yet and uh, I'm a pretty mellow guy um, you know being kind of old so um, it was good to kind of uh, you know do a little bit more Oxfordy stuff with my buddies and, uh, you know, able to get, you know, some food and go to sports bar and, um, you know, watch the game and, uh, just kind of spend some time, um, some downtime with the guys. And, um, you know, a lot of the guys were scattered, you know, going home and stuff. And so the roommates, uh, I still had here, it was fun to just kind of spend some time with them and you know, get caught up on cleaning and homework, which sounds less, less fun, but it's still, um, you know, fun, but just to be able to sleep and watch some ball and just, feel like you have a somewhat semblance of a normal weekend uh, so to speak and I love I love playing college football there's nothing like it I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world but um, definitely nice to have a little bit of downtime and just you know watch the games and you know enjoy it uh, without all the stress that comes with it uh, it was pretty fun so we had a raging debate on rebelgrove.com last week let's hear it about uh, Christmas decorations because I admitted right. that, uh, because of what I do for a living and weekends and such I knew next weekend I'd be tied up with uh, Ole Miss opens its basketball season on fr- uh, on Monday night, but they've got a game on Friday night. You guys have a game on Saturday. Uh, Sundays are busy, as you know. Um, right. The next weekend, you guys travel to Fayetteville. I'm going to Fayetteville to cover the game. Also, have two girls there, so I'm going to see family. Yeah. Right. So uh, that that weekend's out, and then after that, it's like boom, Thanksgiving. Four days later, five days later, right? And so it was like, okay, right. Well, if you want to do. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Let me rephrase that. If your wife wants to put Christmas stuff up, now's the time and people are having this debate about no it's too early you can't do it before thanksgiving or or whatever where do you fall on this very heated passionate uh, debate topic that is we were talking about people are going to vote on this on tuesday i mean this this is (laughs) people think it's going to be about inflation or roe v wade no no it's going to be about christmas vacation christmas uh, decorations i know that you know that of course everyone knows that that's how that's what what runs the united states right there absolutely um no, they're, they're up on the square. The lights aren't on, but they're up. You can kind of see them start to go up. We were talking about it last night. Um, you know, after the LSU game, we were walking back to our cars. Um, it's like kind of weird that, like, oh, you know, all the Christmas lights are up, but they're not on, just preparing in advance. And then uh, Jeremy James, my roommate, um, and his girlfriend um, went to the store and came back with a bunch of Christmas decorations. And, you know, Jeremy and Jeremy's personality, and I was kind of like, Jeremy, you know, I didn't take you as much of a Christmas decorations guy. And he was like, well, you know, Fuller wants to put them all up. And, and uh, so then we had a debate as a household and it was too early to put them up because we still had our pumpkins out. And so, uh, you know, I'm going to go with, uh, uh, you know, holidays is kind of where your heart is. And like my mom, diehard Christmas fan um, growing up. So we put it up. See, we were, we were a Thanksgiving family because we were very, we were a very regimented family. I, I think, the Christmas music started playing the week of Thanksgiving, which like my mom was, my mom had a whole like CD she burned back when you burned CDs and like, then it turned into like 50 CDs and we would put them in the Blu-ray player and crank it on the stereo. And then we'd have the tree going and we had like 50 billion ornaments. We'd spend like a whole day just putting up ornaments. 
And every year my mom would, oh man, it's too much work. Like we can't do this. And then we would always end up doing it. Um, but no, we were definitely like a diehard hot cocoa in, in, in the day after Thanksgiving, like in Texas when it's 85, like we were full Christmas family. So I have no, I have no, no shame for the people that want to start their Christmas early, you know, especially after a long, hard year. As I get older, I realize that fun times, you know, especially times like relaxing times or sometimes hard to come by. So, you know, sure. I'm to jump the gun on Christmas um, and just bypass Thanksgiving, which is like arguably, you know, for, for, for a larger person, you know, cordially not calling myself fat. Um, you know, Thanksgiving might be some people's favorite holiday. I'm not pointing any fingers, but some people might really like Thanksgiving. Um, for the festivities, not just for the food, but, uh, you know, if you want to just bypass that and go right to the presents, so be it. All right. We've had the Thanksgiving debate as well. And and look, I like Thanksgiving. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. I, I like, it's fine. My only thing about Thanksgiving Mason, and, and you, you've admitted that you, you really enjoy the meal. So here's my question. If we enjoy that meal so much, Turkey and dressing and, and, and uh, you know, the green bean bundles and the sweet potatoes with the <laughs> green bean bundles. You, ever, not, you don't do those? <laughs> oh, yeah, we do those every year. Um, and the English peas with the cheese stuff on it and the roll. If, if that's such a great meal. Yes. Why don't we randomly have it four times a year? Why do we just have it once? Why? Because here's, here's See? hold up, hold up, hold up. Because we all do like barbecue on the 4th of July, right? Okay. Yeah. Right, everybody does that. Like whether it's like hot dogs, yeah, burgers, yeah. hot dogs, or, or or even briskets or pulled pork, yeah. Or but you don't limit that to once a year. You don't say, "Hey, I had burger on the Fourth of July. That's it till next Fourth of July." No, you might have a burger again in two weeks. See, but but burgers and and burgers and hot dogs are and barbecue is patriotic. You get what I'm saying? So okay, you don't limit that to patriotic days. <laughs> See, you might, but but you might have but it turkey, a random Tuesday in March. <laughs> Turkey and corn and stuffing is not patriotic. It's pilgrimy, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what the pilgrims ate. So there's more of a So the pilgrims ate once a year? <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, I don't if you want to, you know, start there's always diet fads. If you want to start the pilgrim diet fad, like they got keto and whatnot, I mean, be my guest. <laughs> I wouldn't like to eat it every year. I, I think it's definitely like the weirdness of like all the specific foods, like the stuffing and the cranberry whatever jelly or whatever that big tube that they pour out that only sells Thanksgiving. I'm with you though on the, on, on attacking, you know, good meals. I guess we could have good meals whenever. I think just the, the rarity that we have the meal makes it better, but it's the football. It's the football too. People forget, you know, the no, football know. and also, you know, the turkeys and whatnot. Um, but I also just think it's good because like, well, how, how it was for me, it was always like my birthday in October then Halloween then Thanksgiving, then Christmas. So if I could just, when I was in like grade school, if I could just make it to October, it was all downhill for there. It was so, from there, yeah. That's that's been my that's been my motto since a kid, you know. So, uh, what other games did you watch yesterday? I know you watched LSU. What else did you watch? We watched the Auburn Mississippi State overtime game. That was yeah, um, pretty interesting. I like that. Uh, I like Cadillac coaching. Um, I thought that was cool. Uh, one of his coordinators was running to throw a timeout and pull the hammy and they were they were clowning him for it but i like you know i like him you know stepping into that role i thought that was cool game to watch we watched uh, i watched i watched western earlier in the morning uh you know put put the whoop on uh charlotte so that i always try to you know keep uh keep up to date with my guys there 
Um, They've had a really good season. In, in, uh, they have. They reloaded. I did not, you know, I wasn't sure kind of how that was going to work out, but they found another star in Austin Reed. And, um, you know, the same scheme seems to be working. Um, they got a ton of weapons there. And so um, I've been really impressed with how they reloaded, especially on defense. I think they've done a great job this year. So excited to see those guys uh, perform well. I feel like I watched another game. I just can't. I can't remember. I think we were flipping back and forth. Um, dude, you see get, game days at UT again? I saw that. Yeah, for TC, TC now nine and zero. That's pretty intense. Do you uh, at this point of the year is it is it hard not to kind of scoreboard watch a little bit because I mean, you guys, if you were to win out, you need some help, right? You guys, people yeah. help you outside. Is it? Do you? Is it? Is it? I know you don't, but I'm is, curious. I'm curious to see that game next week. I think that'll be interesting because I feel like Texas with Quinn back is kind of putting pieces together. Uh, and TCU just for me is out of left field. Uh, I did not see them being this good. Uh, you know, okay, okay, state's kind of you know falling back, and Oklahoma kind of falling back, and they've kind of become the shining knight in the, the Big Twelve, so to speak. But I don't know how truly. I don't know. We'll TCU see. Is, I'm, I'm TCU's flirting with it though. TCU's flirting with disaster. Like I, they, they did it in West Virginia. It was, yeah. and they just had, they've had a couple like. The Oklahoma State game they had was close, and so we'll we'll see. If you want, I mean, you got to run through the odds of Texas, so we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. Before we wrap up, I want to tell you this podcast brought to you each and every week by Liston and D's. It's a full service law firm located in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Com- focuses on complex civil litigation. Liston and D's's clients include individuals, businesses, and state governments throughout the United States. Um, as a kid, did you kind of? I mean. They, they, this domination started when you were like what eight nine years old at Alabama. Is there a certain aura to facing them that that uh, you ha- that guys like you have to sort of overcome a little bit? I mean, when you're on the field, because people could say what they want. Like Alabama's like just like anybody else, but that's crap. They've won a bunch of games and championships over the last few years, and they've been a, a dynasty while you were growing up. Yeah, um, interestingly, Western and Kentucky actually played Alabama. Um, and I can't remember when exactly, but some of the guys that were there my freshman year were on the periphery of that team. Um, and that was the first thing I asked them, like, what was it like, you know, going to Alabama? And, you know, I kind of learned myself as a, as a young player. And the first game we ever played was Camp Randall at Wisconsin, which obviously isn't the same as Bama, but, you know, being an 18 year old on a mid major team going to Wisconsin and watching jump around was crazy. And I was just like, dude, I don't know how these guys play in these games. Like, Ask those guys, you know, how'd you play against Alabama? And um, I feel like once you once you do it, you do it enough, um, you kind of just start to get comfortable with it. But, you know, first time for me playing all these teams, first time for me, you know, LSU and Ed Vandy, you know. So I think every week presents its own kind of, um, you know, cool aura. You know, even though I'm not exactly where I want to be, it's still um, really special, you know, running out there with all those guys and, um, you know, having the opportunity to play there. So I definitely think um, – not fear, but definitely exciting, um, you know, to play in a big-time game like that. You know, that's why you come to the SEC, and that's why you, uh, you know, you want to be in this position this late in the year where, um, you know, hey, we need a couple things to happen, yes, but, you know, still very much, you know, not out of the fight and, and you know, still a huge game with a lot of implications. Um, and, you know, a team that's been, like, the gold standard, you know, like you said, for as long as I can remember. Um, so the ability to play those guys and, and, and go to work against those guys is uh, – it's something cool and it's something unique that, you know, not every team gets to say they get to do every year. So 
You mentioned hanging out with your buddies, watching some games and stuff. Uh, I don't. You mentioned game day earlier. On game day on Saturday, they they did a thing on you know the future at Auburn. Obviously, uh, Cadillac Williams is just the interim coach. Uh, right. Pete Thamel with uh, the Athletic or with ESPN. I don't know who Pete's with now. He's got me blocked on Twitter. But um, Pete, <laughs> Pete, um, <laughs> Pete listed uh, five or six candidates for the for the Auburn job. Lane Kiffin's one of them. It's been going around for about a week now. I'm curious, inside the program, when you guys are just kind of hanging around, does that stuff come up or is that stuff that that you're able to pretty much kind of block out? I think the guys here are used to it. I think uh, – like when I was getting recruited, the some of the other people were saying, "Well, you know, don't go to Ole Miss because you know Lane's going to take an NFL job. He's going to the Vikings or he's going to this or that." And, you know, when I talked to the Ole Miss people, I said, "You know, is there any validity to this? Like, what's going on here?" And they were like, "Look, Lane is a hot name in college football and a hot name in football in general. And every time there's a job opening, like there was at like Nebraska earlier this year or wherever, like his name gets thrown in the pot because he's you know he's a hot name. He's exciting. Um, you know, he brings a lot of that." pizzazz or whatever you want to call it with him and so um i think the guys here are just used to him getting thrown in the hat i, I think he's um you know perfectly content and, and and you know not really that's not really at the forefront of his mind right now i think he just wants to play this game this week um so i don't think i don't think the guy's worried about it i just think when you have a you know a great coach like that and someone who um you know gonna garters the respect that he is garnering and has been guarding over the past couple of years um you know here and what he's done here i think that you know, people want that and they want a piece of that. And so I'm not surprised that people are saying that and coming after him. And I'm sure they're going to keep coming after him because uh, he's good at what he does. So, All right. Last thing, we have attacked a lot of uh, major issues on this show today. I feel like it's been almost like me. <laughs> you know, um, we fell back last night. Daylight savings times over. We're back into uh, central standard time now. Your thoughts on time changes for them against them? Uh, I woke up this morning and felt like it was 10 o'clock and it was nine o'clock. And I was like, heck yeah, before that, uh, let's go extra hour sleep. Uh, I hate spring forward with a, like a passion, um, like a passion. So I, it's always like, Oh, fall back. Great. And then I remind myself like, you have to pay for it and spring forward. So, um, I heard they're getting rid of them. Is it true? I heard something about they're like, you're going to get rid of them. It's being talked about, about eliminating it, perhaps in Mississippi this next time, once we spring forward, we'll just spring forward forever and forever. Go, yeah. And just be constantly on uh central daylight time. I think it's, I think it's unnecessary. I also don't like when it gets dark at like five, cause then you just, you feel like a vampire or you feel like you're in like medieval times or something where it's just gloom. You know, you're going to dinner and it's pitch black. Um, but uh, I, I need to do some research. I feel like when I was in grade school, this seemed like such, so much of like a bigger issue for me. You know, I was like, oh, like the time zones and like changing a day. I used to be obsessed with the fact that like Australia gets to experience Christmas before us. And like, that's not fair. And like, why do they not warn us about things? But then I figured out how time actually works. Um, okay. Keep in mind, I was like, Eight or something. Okay. So, you a family guy when Peter and them take the trip to Italy and he realizes he's like nine, ten hours ahead or whatever. And he's like, Oh, I need to call them and let them know what's going to happen. <laughs> that's that was me, man. I was, I was, I'm right there with them. That's not good though that, I, that I'm equatable to Peter Griffin. So maybe I need to work on my, um, uh, my intelligence there. But, um, no, definitely, um, definitely would, would not be mad if they went ahead and asked that. They should ask it. 
See, I don't know. See, I would say they should ask that for a fallback so we get more sleep, but I don't like dark evenings. So well, this is good. It's maybe, you know, get this kind of kind of brewing amongst social media so we can get a definite answer on what the people of Mississippi want. So we will uh, we'll, we'll put this out there into the into the ether and let people uh, converse about what's conversate, I should say, about <laughs> yeah, whether we should uh, have daylight savings time or whether we should stick with the standard time. It just you know what it is on the Mason Brooks show presented by the Rogue. We attack the issues that uh, are facing you: Halloween candy, Christmas decoration, daylight savings time. We got it all covered right here on the show. Listen, hard hitting questions, absolutely hard hitting journalism <laughs> right here. It's like meet the press. Yeah. Um, enjoy your week. Good luck against the uh, Crimson Tide, and we'll talk to you again next week as you uh, get ready to go face uh, your dad's former team, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Oh, yeah. Big time. So, Sounds uh, good. We'll see you. For Mason Brooks, I'm Neil McCready. That does it for this edition of the Mason Brooks Show presented by The Rogue. Don't forget therogue.com. Uh, check them out on the Internet. Make sure you tell them how much you appreciate them making this show possible. Until next time, take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.